episode number 70 with Kevin Williams. Kevin is the co-founder of Session Wire, and we had a great conversation talking about the platform, everything that's coming new with Session Wire, and uh, everything you can do with it, how it works. And uh, if you're a musician, producer, engineer, you should be having Session Wire in your studio at this time. And uh, if you're not home uh, doing remote sessions, this is the best way to communicate between you and the producer and the musician and your client all put together in this awesome platform. And we chatted uh, quite a long time about it. It was a great, great conversation. Also, don't forget about our sponsors. First of all, Music City Canada, based out of London, Ontario. A great spot to buy all your musical equipment and they will ship right to you. That's musiccitycanada.com. Also, Morning Buzz Coffee, based out of Hamilton, Ontario. They have awesome, awesome coffee and uh, owned by two musicians. Great guys and uh, please support them. Also, Stickman Clothing Company, based out of Regina, Saskatchewan. They have fantastic clothing wear, some really cool stuff. Uh, I really appreciate everything they do. Uh, they're also owned by a musician's family-run business. And support them at stickmanclothingcompany.com. Also, don't forget if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Or if you're listening to on iTunes, make sure you hit the like button. Follow us on iTunes so you get all the upcoming episodes. Leave a five-star rating. We really appreciate that. All right, this is episode 70 with Kevin Williams. All right, we are here uh, in a wonderful podcast with Kevin Williams sitting out there in the lovely BC. And uh, nice to have you on the podcast with me. And I've been looking forward to this conversation. And you're in your studio there. And it looks beautiful. Nice to have you on the podcast. Great to be here, Darren. Thank you. You sure that's not a green screen background? No, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We were talking about that earlier. <laughs> um, you are uh, part of uh, Session Wire, uh, co-founder, co right? Or co-developer. Co-founder. Co and, and, and yeah, co-founder. And yeah. And Session Wire, we'll get into this, is a great way for producers and engineers and musicians to be able to work away from each other and be able to uh, feel like they're in a real session because it kind of works in real time where you'd be able to, I'll let you explain this better than I'm explaining, but it really lets you to be able to see and work with a person and hear what they're doing in studio quality um, without having to be next to one another in these times that that's really important. So maybe yeah. take a, a second and explain, um, and we'll go into detail about your life and stuff, uh, in a little bit, but I think it would be neat to hear, um, what your product actually does. Okay. It, it essentially the quick elevator pitch, if you will, is, is that anything you can do in a recording studio, you can do a session wire, but you can do it remotely. And it can be inclusive of, you know, a good dozen use cases. It could be an overdub. It could be a mixed review. It could be a, a teacher working with a student or a mix engineer working with a client. Or uh, it could be just two people with, uh, you know, uh, microphones on both sides of the stereo, bidirectional stereo stream that are in an omni pattern playing acoustic guitar or piano and working on a song idea. Yeah. It can, it, the, it's basically the next best thing to being in a studio with somebody personally. Um, and I still feel my whole career, I'd rather be in a studio with somebody, you know, with everybody together working. But over the last 15 to 20 years, the economics to support that have been gradually crashing and burning. And the idea of flying people around in the world and, and putting them up in hotels so they can be in a studio together is just not going to happen much anymore. You know, 
only for the one percent of the the people involved in that kind of a process that can afford that. So it, the, the inevitability is collaborative technology like Session Wire, and there'll be other companies like Session Wire, and not just for music industry, for everything, yeah. uh, is the way people are going to have to work in the future. So uh, as far as Session Wire goes specifically, it has a um, has comm channels, the video channel, the talkback channel, like a studio talkback, and it has a bi-directional stereo audio stream that is uh, studio quality. Um, when you hear it the first time and you realize that's coming from halfway around the world and you hear it, and I've onboard, you know, people onto this platform for a couple of years now, you know, A-listers, every, everybody you can possibly imagine. The first time they, they hear it and they see it, it's like the look on their face is like, wow, it's like I'm, I'm sitting in, you know, that room with that person in their control room. And that it, the experience is pretty phenomenal. So you can use SessionWire for lots of different things. It's, it's a peer-to-peer -peer system, and because of that, it's very efficient. It, it transmits with a, a very high bit rate, um, and because it's peer-to-peer, -peer, it's, it's, it's vastly more secure than, than a, than a, a web-based system, yeah. you know, less prone to hacking. You don't have to store your content in a, in a cloud, on a server anywhere. None of it is. It's just on the local computers. And because of that, the latency is very low. It's just very efficient system because of that. So we've 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 got um, we've got just kind of on while we're on the subject, we've we are just in the process of launching a new platform, which comes up to four, in four to six weeks, which has a host of new features. Nice. And as of the end of this week, Friday tomorrow, um, the plugins, which now are work with all platforms are going to be available as of tomorrow with the current version of session wire which is the two-person peer-to-peer version so so what do the, yeah, uh, what do the plugins system. offer you then right. the plugins just create simplicity for the most part yeah um and and the first time i i, I think anybody's taken a, a run at trying to do this exactly to the best of my knowledge um you the current version up before the plugins required that after you did a download and install of our, our drivers, you'd have to set up your interface and create an aggregate device on your computer. And it's Mac only, by the way. Um, and then that required, a, it's not hard, but it required a little bit of extra work. You had to understand your interface better. You had to create a, a, a session wire two stereo channel and a from channel to set that up. And so for the last couple of years, that's how it's been working. And there's like, you know, there's thousands of people using it this way. But what we have found is, and it's just today's world, people just like push one button, it all works. I don't want to yeah. do really anything to make it work, which is fine. And so what the plugins do is basically now is that when you download and install, it'll just say, you know, your typical installation successfully installed. And then you go to any DAW, Pro Tools, Logic, Cubase, Ableton, Studio One, GarageBand, whatever it is. And when you go in there where your inserts are, there'll be a session wire stereo send and a session wire stereo return and a mono uh, uh, talkback plug-in send and return. Yeah. So all you have to do if you want to send audio to somebody else, if, if you're at one end and I'm sending to you, then whatever I want you to hear. So if it's like in my mix bus or whatever it is, out one and two, yeah. I'll put the stereo send there and you would put a channel, an aux channel if possible with a stereo return on your end. Yeah. I press play and you're hearing it and away we go. So it, it, it's, it's, it's pretty, and, and, and again, it has the same kind of video channel that you would expect in Skype and, and Zoom. And a talkback channel, we, we feel the quality of both of those is, is better. 
Yeah. And and people tell me this that I'm connecting and onboarding right away. They go, wow, the, the video channel is really cool and the talk back is really clear. So, it, but it, what it means is for people, whether they be professionals in a studio or producers or mix engineers or music teachers or basic colleges, universities that are teaching students, it just means that you have the ability to have that those comm channels, which you would have with Skype and Zoom, but you also have the stereo bi-directional uh, audio stream that's studio quality and how you use that for different use cases is up to you. And, you know, it could be any, like I said, ranges from anything from a mix review, real simple thing. I mean, I'm sure you've gone through in your career, you know, when you're mixing something, the frustration that if you can't have the client in the, in the control room with you, that you have a client saying you send them, say, three versions of your what hope to be your final mix. And then they listen to it and go, oh, that's pretty good. But can you tweak this, tweak that? And it goes back and forth with notes. And then, of course, you have to go back to your session, tweak a few things, send it back. And this process goes on and on and on. With SessionWire, if you're using this for a mix review, and you, all you would have, and your client can set up with a guest account, yeah. and they don't need to have a DAW. They can have the audio go directly to the computer, go to their speakers or headphones or whatever it is. Yeah. But, all the, it's, but they would be sitting in a virtual room with you while you're talking about it in real time. And you could say, well, what do you think about this? You know, the vocal just a little higher here, is that good? Yeah, that's great. Rather than send it to them just to say, yeah, Darren, it was fine the way it was. And you've done all this work to change it anyway. You know, the, you know what I mean by that workflow and how frustrating that is. Yeah, and it's time, really, because really when you're you're in a mix and you're in it, um, you want to be able to make those changes while you're in it. I mean, you can easily make changes afterwards, but there's something about being there and being six, eight hours into a mix or whatever it could be or four hours or um, and your headspace is different than you come back to it two days later and jump in and, totally. and yeah. make those changes. You can make those changes a couple of days later, but it feels like you're just making a change. Um, it doesn't feel, a, doesn't feel like you're emotionally invested in it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it just feels yeah. like, you know, you've, you've added a paragraph at the end of a, you know, a yeah. essay you've written. So it's, it, yeah, it's, it's a different, different feel altogether when you're in it. Um, it's funny, you know, speaking of, socially distanced and everyone kind of working from home and how this is a great idea during this time. But I'm really, I love having guys in the studio. There's something really great about that, but I really like working on my own too. Um, like almost if I had a choice, if, if there could be a way to mix the two together, which are you kind of doing, but um, laying the beds and everything. I, the only thing I miss, like you, you mentioned what your product really helps is that, you, you want to be there sometimes when someone laying a guitar down or you want to hear that vocal and be able to produce that properly. You're relying on nowadays everyone to self-produce themselves if you send yeah. them a bunch of tracks. And it's great yeah. if you really trust that person, know that person has a producer mind as they're playing. But if they're a player uh, and not a producer, they need direction lots of times. Or you have an idea where you want the song um, you can say, give a bunch of notes and say, I want it kind of like this. I want this, but they're still, you know, I've gotten tracks back where I know and someone spent a lot of time at it. And now you're fighting whether it's a personal thing where you want to go back and have them redo it again now because it's not quite right. Um, but yeah. yet, you know, they've spent a bunch of time and as far as they're concerned, they're done. 
So yeah, <laughs> it, it's a tough call in that s circumstance because it's not always a thing where there's a bunch of money to say, you know, you got a few grand to do this track and they're going to be happy to do more tracks because they got so much money for it. Usually it's just enough to cover their time to do it. Um, well, and now you're asking them to do it again. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this, this will be handy. And I think, you know, obviously with your implementation of making it as a plugin, um, that will help guys just in the podcast alone. I'm surprised. Price. I've tried many different formats. Um, there's a bunch of podcasting type applications that you can join that will be kind of like a Zoom or your type of interface where you connect via camera or um, and you have to work through Chrome or something like that on your computer. And it's difficult enough just to get someone connected on Zoom. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and they have these, and I've tried a bunch of, and I said, there's no way I can send. Yesterday, uh, I did a podcast with Pure Prairie League, and, uh, but we spent 50 minutes trying to get Bill's Zoom connection working. So yeah. I'm on fight, FaceTime with them, and we had a great yeah. conversation. It was all great. But by the time we got into it, I was like scatterbrained because I just spent 50 minutes troubleshooting a 75-year-old musician how to work Zoom, um, and we got it working, but it's it's a difficult thing where you think, well, this is relatively easy for someone like you or me that that's a tech guy and does it, but an average musician, an average singer, especially yeah. singers, totally. they just yeah. they don't understand that technology. Um, yeah. So making it as easy as possible is probably something that's really probably really high on your uh, list. The highest on our list is what you just said. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd like to go back to the podcast thing because what we're doing in the next six months is making SessionWire the one-stop place that you will go to for audio posts, for music production, for music education, for podcasts, all of these things. And I'll come back to that. But I wanted to go back to your point about when you're in a studio and you're, you're giving direction to somebody and you're personally involved with that process just for a sec, because you know, this is probably the most important thing, I think, about SessionWire personally over all the features and things that we could put into it. But what you, you alluded to there is the absence of that direct communication and how important that is um, and, and, and how our generation embraced it and remembered it but young people haven't even had a chance to experience the very thing I'm going to try to explain here, which is the magic that happens when you're in a session with people and there's chemistry happening. And I remember our generation, the whole thing was all about the vibe of this, of the session. It was all about the feeling, the energy that could be there. Yeah. And, and, and in that energy, things happen. Like, you know, we, we used to call things happy mistakes or something like, you know, I'm, I'm working with you and I play because I'm a keyboard player. So I kind of come from a background of being influenced by Chick Corea and Ma Vishnu Orchestra and Todd Rundgren and this yeah. amalgam of cool stuff. So if I'm supposed to play a rock chord, I'm going to put some voicing in it that's not very rocky sometimes. I go, ah, bad me. But you might go, no, no, that was it. And there was something there in that process or some some mistake that happened or just just this energy that happens that you can't even explain why it's good. And that only happens when people are working directly in that process. You can't do that 
remotely offline, that is sending messages back and forth and all self-produce and all those things. Yeah. It only happens when you're together with people. So now the economics don't support people nowadays flying to the same location to do that. That would be the best. But I can truthfully say I've had lots of sessions and people that I know with that are using SessionWire that they go, yeah, it's almost as good. It's so close yeah. that after a while you forget, like you and I are talking here on, on Zoom and communicating, that we're on an, an app where we're seeing each other remotely and doing that. But you can hear the music in a studio environment. You can hear what people are doing that way. So when something incredible happens, it's there. You've recorded it in the same way that you know, you would be in the studio. Like I know from, from, from my career, I've had students ask me, why does that sound so good in that recording, some legendary recording? And I know some of the people potentially who've made that recording back in the day. And they want it, and the, the person wants to know what plugin was used or what processing was used or what equipment was used. And, and, and literally the answer typically is, I think it was a first take. And, no, no, no. What really was it? No, no. I, I think it was a first take. And they forget the fact that the energy that was there, that was amazing about it, that gives you that rush up your spine thing like, oh, that was great, is because it was just the performance. Yeah. It wasn't all yeah. about the equipment. So I just wanted to go back to that because I think personally, and, and, our, and our team feels this way, my partners, our co-founders feel this way, is that's the way things should be when you're recording, is that chemistry, that magic needs to be there. And that's been lost without people being able to work together anymore. So we're, like I said, whether Session Wire or other companies, whatever's coming down the, the, the road as far as technology, that's, that's where you want to be. That's how great music gets created. So I just wanted to make sure I added that. No, that's, that's, that's yeah. my highest soapbox discussion there is, is just what I said. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, you know, I'll talk my process now. And I've been I've been doing these projects called uh, uh, the Stonehill Sessions. So I've been connecting musicians from around Canada and the United States um, who may have never worked together before. Usually, again, an American singer with a Canadian singer um, and produce a song. Um, and it's been going great. But the process is really slow, like seriously slow. Um, and I'll get so basically you have to start with something to send to the drummer. First of all, you need to get your drums down, but you just can't send a drummer a click track. Um yeah. And have them play on this mastered song. Um, so you have to create a demo. So I'll create a demo. I'll make sure it's kind of close to the vibe I want, but it's not really going to be necessary. I don't want to give anyone some serious ideas on, on what they may come up with. It's just a chance for someone to, to play. So drummer gets yeah. his part. It comes back. Now... I have to sit and really go through that drum, drum track before I send it to the bass player and really make sure the timing's right. Yeah. Because they're not playing together. So yeah. so now it's, a, you know, a few hours of cutting and splicing and moving and dicing and, and making sure that drum track is dead solid, which I don't like to do. That's not, yeah. not totally something. Totally with you. Yeah. yeah. It's not something I and do, but I've gotten really good at it. And uh, um, it works. So then I'll put that drum track on the demo and take the bass part out and send that. 
So then the bass player does his thing. It comes back, and then you got to make sure he's really locked in with the bass player before you send in the next person. So you keep, by the time I added maybe a piano acoustic, then I'll rip everything else off, and now I have a what we would call a bed session. And then yeah. I'll just build it from there. But you're now relying on people's time to, to get that session done. There's not like, okay, on February 1st, we're all getting together. I'm going to lay down a few tracks. We're sending in this and it's like, well, they might get to it on the weekend or they may work during the day. And, you know, it's a week later you get the track and then you got to fix it and get to somebody else. And then it's a week later before you get the next track. Um, it's a, it's a long process. So all these tools and what, uh, your program allows to do is also speed that process up. Um, so if you feel that you're listening to the track and this drummer's going and it's, there's a, there's a bit of a timing thing in the second verse or something, instead of waiting for that to come back and, and then you trying to fix it or you, them trying to lay it down again, you've addressed that problem right there and you can just redo it and you're done. Um, yeah. so yeah, a timing for me, I look at it. Um, you not only are you going to get a better, uh, track and be able to communicate what you really want, you're just going to get it done a lot faster. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you get what you want Yeah. because if you don't give the direction at the time it's happening, I, I work with some amazing musicians. Like in, I've, I've been blessed to have friends and, and connections that are, are literally the best at what they do. And I can tell you for sure that if you send a stem to somebody, that you and you try to explain the headspace of what you, you're hoping the track is supposed to be like and, and 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 the vibe that it has and they send you back something that they've done and obviously with their best intention to get it right and they're amazing players yeah it's exactly what you said i'll go it's not really what i wanted i needed to be there to steer them yeah. and if i'd been there to steer them it would have been like yeah it could have also been like that's the wrong uh, the wrong guitar like, or that's the wrong amp sound or something. And so, yeah, because of that, I, I'll make sure I get a DI signal with everything that I get just so I can remic things on my own the way I prefer to hear them. So it's, you're right. It's the, the direction at the time of, 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 of producing the track is hugely important. Plus there's the possibility of magic that can happen then that can't happen when you're disconnected that way. The so other for both reasons, really important, yeah. The other opposite thing, which is really cool that can happen, is that you get a track that's better than what you envisioned. It's possible, yeah. So that you may have had a thought in your mind, you want this, but then you just kind of let the player go and you get something back and it's like, oh, I never thought about that. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Totally and then you yeah. start twisting the rest of the track to work with that, right? And it, it's a neat yeah. process that can happen that way. But that's, you know, that's a 5% chance of happening over the opposite, right? So, But even what you just said, mm -hmm. I, that does happen. But yeah. even when I, when I get a, a, stem, a, a an overdub back from a stem that I've sent and that does happen, I, I would have preferred to have had, I wouldn't have tried to steer that person at all. I would have just, just go for it. But I would have at least been hearing it in real time while they were doing that. So either way, you're, you're right. Absolutely right. Yeah. So let's talk about, so I get in my mind too, because I haven't used your product yet and I'm, dying to use it and maybe use it in this next project I'm doing. Um, the process, um, and probably for a lot of musicians out there, they want to hear this. Um, so if I'm sitting in as producer guy here in my studio and I've got drummer guy and 
in Saskatoon sitting there doing his part. Um, he, he'll he have the stem on his computer, um, and you're on my end listening as a uh, observer, right? But in, in real-time studio quality. But everything's still happening on, on his end, right? Yeah, so... Yeah. Let, yeah, exactly. Let me just quickly clear some things up again, just so that you understand what the app is doing now and in four to six weeks, what the app will be doing. Yeah. Right now, it's a peer-to-peer -peer system that only allows two people to connect. And But as of tomorrow, the release of the plugins, then there's plugins that work with all workstations. And um, But that is an interim step for us because really the big news for SessionWire is in four to six weeks, a whole new platform is launching. And in that whole new platform, it's Windows and Mac, plugins for both. Also multi-user, so not just two people, up to four people, but then also with a broadcast link that allow you to have people that can click and receive the stereo stream uh, at remote locations, many. Um, nice. So it's not limited to two people and a way to manage the calls in such a way that it always tries to connect with the highest possible bitrate studio quality. But if it can't, and there's a firewall or there's bad Wi-Fi or something, it will still connect and just warn you it's dropping to a lesser quality with more latency type thing. Yeah. And those features come with the new version that we launch in four to six weeks. So then I could speak to how would you work with somebody if there was not just two people involved. Yeah. But for right now, just kind of throw that so you know what's coming. But if you're, it depends what you're doing, of course. If you're talking about doing overdubs with somebody and you had to start with the drums and then the bass and, and it was a process as you described. Yeah, yeah essentially that's what you're going to do. I'm, I, I do. I can do drums remotely at another studio and be just as picky as I am with drums in my own studio, like placement of things. I just have to have somebody. I have, first of all, I have to have a mic or a, a, a camera that's on a mic stand you know, in front of the drum kit, like, so I can feel like I'm standing in front of the drum kit and somebody there to move things around with my instruction. Yeah. But if I do that and they set all the drums up and they mic them the way that they want and they're sending me the stereo stream of that, but they are recording on their end with multi-tracks. Yeah. I can hear in the mix bus of my console and exactly like as if I'm, you know, looking at my own drum kit in my own live room. And I can look at phase relationships and my Alyssa just pattern on a scope. And I can say, we need to move this, try a different overhead pattern. We can do whatever we want because I'm hearing it the way that I want to hear it. Yeah. And in the process of that, and, and I'm, same with the pans and such, I could tell the engineer in the console at that side because I have to monitor it the way I need to hear it from that side. So you can, I've done lots of drums tracking from my side that way. And then the, then those tracks that are recorded as multi-tracks at that studio have to be forwarded to me. Then I have that. Yeah. And then it's, it's exactly what you said. Then I go and I do the bass and so on. But to make a real simple analogy of, a, of an overdub for your, your listening audience just to to get the workflow so it's easier to explain faster. And, a, and, a, and an overdub is just one of dozens of use cases that SessionWire can do. It's not just overdubs, but this yeah. is the simplest yeah. way I could explain it. So now you're at the point where you're gonna do, could be bass, could be anything, but let's say it's a vocal overdub. So the process would be if you're the singer and we're connected here on SessionWire, SessionWire has a built-in uh, file transfer system like Dropbox. 
So what I would do is essentially at my side with what I have for you to sing to is I would create your headphone cue. And in the same way in your studio, you put a nice headphone cue together. And I always try to make a headphone cue that's inspiring to sing to because it's more fun to sing to, right? So I put together a nice headphone cue, a mix, and that stem I file transfer to you. And I would do that by dragging it from my computer onto your video window. And it comes up on your side, you know, there's a file transfer. Do you want to accept it? So you drag it out of that, drag it into your session. And again, you talked a little bit about people remotely and they difficult for them to set themselves up. Plugins makes what I just said a lot easier for the remote singer, by the way. So the remote singer now has the stem of that in their computer, the same stem that I have. So simply what they do is they create a track to sing on to that stem. And that stem and the vocal track by itself is now coming back to me and I'm monitoring that in session wire. So now I produce the track with the singer as if the person's in the, in the studio with, you know, in my studio here, the way you normally do, you give them in in direction and input and encouragement or tell them they suck or tell them they're amazing, whatever you have to tell them. And you know what it's like. So in the process of that, they sing a take and you go, yeah, that's pretty good. File transfer that to me. So they take it from their side of their computer, bounce the disc, drag that into my video window, it comes back to me, and I would want a WAV file, so it's the best quality, not an MP3, and I drag that into my session, there's take one. And then you do that again, and so on and so on. And each time you're producing the track in real time, and they're sending the results of you, of that take on that track, and you're bringing that into your computer. And then you do your usual comp and whatever else you have to do after that. Yeah. So that that is the workflow essentially, because if you record right now, the stream coming from that person, you're getting the overdub plus the stem track mixed together, which you don't want. Yeah. So, but I, I, but I gotta tell you, we had prior to this launch of this version, we had sync features working that worked amazingly well and they're coming back. And so the sync features meant that your DAW and that stem at your side, you're the singer and mine are running in sync with each other. Oh, yeah. And then when your overdub is coming and streaming to me, it will lock to my side frame accurately. And I don't have to send the file as an afterthought. It's just recording at my side. Wow. And that will be that feature is coming back. So it, it depends what you're doing. Yeah. And a lot of people would have said, I don't want the streaming version. I want the WAV file. So send me the WAV file anyway. Yeah. What's... Um What's your limitation on internet speed? It's really modest. Like mm-hmm. honestly, the, the it's it, it's not about the up and down speed because at this point everybody has an up and down speed that fits a window that's going to work. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It, but the real issue is 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 the quality of the Wi-Fi. The best way, if you want to really be serious about making session wire work or any app that's going to do this, is that you need to be cabled to your router yeah. and turn the Wi-Fi off. And if you do that, there is no issues. It's rock solid. When we have any problems with session wire, and, and, and here's, here's you know, a little bit of frustration on our part, it's not, it, when we have people that might be critiquing session wire on this subject, it's never session wire. It's bad Wi-Fi. Yeah. And, and but we get associated with the problem because of the Wi-Fi, and and as you know, you could have many bars in your strength of your signal of your Wi-Fi signal, and you'll say, "Well, see, it's really a strong signal," but that isn't the issue. It's the networks that are competing within that space. Yeah. And that and so that's just it's just a Wi-Fi thing. If you've got not a lot of networks competing and your Wi-Fi signal is strong, it's probably fine. But if it isn't, that's the problem. So the other issue, of course, that we have to inherit is, is that, you know, if session wire is working rock solid 
and our tech support and our customer you know you know support is such that you're hearing complaints it's usually us having to teach other people how to use their daw not really a session wire thing which oh, yeah. we're fine with by the way we yeah. we've, we've realized that we have to become thought leaders and educators in the process of how to work in a collaborative space because it's new to everybody and somebody needs to be able to show some leadership to say yeah it's new so come to us that's part of our value added to the session wire experiences we'll show you how to do that but yeah it, it's it's if you can turn wi-fi off and be cabled it's it's there's no issues it's always going to become some kind of a wi-fi issue yeah I, uh, yeah, I had that issue in my studio here because um, I'm in an old stone house. There's no um, infrastructure uh, for hardwiring anywhere. So it's, you know, you've been in a uh, situation with Wi-Fi. So I've been sitting in here and and my router, I have a mesh routing in, in the house and it works great. My router's like just around the corner, um, one of them, and I'm just like, dropping out and just disappear and and I was like what's going on constantly and same thing with zoom calls I when I started doing some of that with the podcast it's like yeah okay I have to I have to hardwire this so it's like it's not a quick you know run to the wall <laughs> it's through the door up here and you know up the stairs and around the corner and and that's but you know it's like it just has to be done. So, um, yeah. And as soon as I did that, I haven't had any of those issues that I had before. Um, and, but you know, I look at my, I go online to see how many devices I have on Wi-Fi, and there's like 60, mm -hmm. you know, and you start counting them up. I got to, you know, you, you have a bunch of your Philips Hue lights and you got, uh, I mean, there's just a multitude of things adds up, adds up, adds up, adds up. And that it's it's all fighting for that uh, that space. So um. yeah, it's 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 what it is. The networks are competing, mm -hmm. and in that process, the only way to compete is they have to interpolate or essentially guess some of the data, and and it's just it's just not going to work. And if you're if you're as you said, I've had clients that I've been working with that they've on the on the East Coast there was a big um, storm some months back. And, and Paul Pescu, who I work with regularly, and, and some of his um, community that he's put around him with SessionWire, they all experienced like major outages with you know, a lot of the, the um, companies. And when it came back, it didn't fully come back like the way it should have been and be normal. I mean, we, we accept that your internet service is rock solid and everything works, but the truth is under the hood, and I'm, this is where my technical knowledge starts to become a little bit greater, it's not as simple as that. And you might have TV service affected, but not your phone or other combinations of events. And and then, you know, also you, you can potentially have someone who's like, I've had a client that, that has what's supposed to be a good internet connection, supposed to be, but it, he did a little research with the company that the installation and the, what they had done and how they'd got it from to his house, the way it actually was happening wasn't wasn't right at all. So even though he was connected to his router, it still wasn't right. But it had nothing to do with him and the router and lack of Wi-Fi. It was the actual physical connection coming from their service provider, yeah. and that doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. So yeah, it. But I I do know that everything I just said is only going to get better and better as far as service because that's the way the world is these days: faster connection speeds. Not that like we started this part with you asking about connection speeds. It's never really the speed. 
is the is the, the, the how solid that Wi-Fi connection is or isn't yeah. that really causes the issues. And and uh, because we've had people that are you know that are not their Wi-Fi is off, they're cabled with a really you know modest up and down speed, and it's never been an issue that way. It has to be real. It, by today's standards, it has to be really. I don't. It barely probably exists as a service anymore to be that slow virtually. Yeah. Oh, you don't know where I live. <laughs> Actually, I'm way better. Uh, you know, I'm in the country, so there's no cable or anything close by. Um, yeah. But we do well, that's, have... That's the issue, what you just said right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a wireless connection to a tower um, here. Yeah. But it, it's it's pretty, you know, I'm 20, uh, 20 down, five up. Um, yeah. And, you're, you're, the whole time we've been talking, I haven't seen any smearing or anything that's like really obviously an issue with it. No, it's been, yeah. it's, it's solid. I mean... It wasn't always solid. It's been, you know, times where it's, you know, all of a sudden it's just gone or they're they're doing updates and they never tell you on any of that stuff. And uh, I picked up the phone and just reamed them out one day and said, your clients aren't always people just sitting at home watching Netflix. You've got people on Zoom calls. You've got people doing business. You've got people doing this. If you decide to do a system upgrade, let's do it at three in the morning, not three in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, and they're like, well, uh, well, that's when my guy says, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's, we're doing business here. So yeah. <laughs> do it. And, so, and there's like, they never really had thought about it that way. And so how could you not think about it that way? Um, on top of it here to our phones, um, system, we switched over to the internet phone system. Um, so we can have multiple lines and, uh, it's been great now, but same thing you know they decide to do an update and you're like you're out without a phone for an hour and people are phoning and it's, it looks like you're not in business <laughs> so it's like that no, you can't have that type of stuff so um, you know it, it is a new world now i think what you just said that people will stop feeling that way because yeah. with the pandemic now you know like it's it's funny how that's affected everybody of course as i said it's affected session wire in an amazing way because all of a sudden people needed needed what session wire does not because of the pandemic because we were doing that prior to the pandemic yeah but i also know that people that i work with regularly dave kalmuski for instance you know he has said look i've had the best year i've i've had in my career with the studio and everything because i already was in the collaborative space and and, and comfortable with it yeah. before the pandemic hit meanwhile there's other people that i i know that you know most and fall into this category go what am i going to do because they're just they were never there or ready for it when it happened. And I and I think, you know, I don't want to sound pessimistic, but my honest feeling about the pandemic and the situation is it's never going to go back to the way that it was ever. It may have some hybrid of where it's certainly better than it is now, but the, the truth is is that this collaborative space, whether it be music production or anything else, business, everything is going to be collaborative and work from home. For the yeah. people who can work from home yeah. and it's a paradigm shift in everything i mean all of a sudden there's going to be cities that have empty office buildings and and people are moving out of the cities to go and live in the country because they can yeah. but that is the reality of the future so the more people my best wisdom to this subject is the more you embrace it and figure out how your workflow and your situation works within the, that situation the better the faster the better get yourself there and I've told all of the session wire users just, you know, I've, we've been saying, just get used to this. 
and uh, be ready for what's coming because you know a lot of people are in denial. Oh, it's going to go back. I'm like, no, it's not. And I and the part that affect that I that uh, you know concerns me the most is how it's affected the live sound industry and performance and 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 and, and shows and such because that's going to have to morph too, and it will morph. And and um, anyway, it did. You know, we're in a crazy time for sure. <laughs> But but embrace the technology. Get you know get yourself ready to be part of that, and 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 that's how you you make your living because that's that that you can control to some degree. Yeah, and I think uh, having a space that you can almost provide that service where you know you may be able to bring in someone locally who you're working with, maybe doing an album, and you can sit and okay, today we're we're tracking drums with such and such a drummer sitting in Nashville. So instead of coming in, um, you know, sitting here w working with a drummer and whoever else, you're now going to look at, okay, now I need a big ass screen um, sitting here. So the client can watch, I can watch, um, you know, replace everything that's beyond this console with something that you can just see here. And, uh, yeah, and I, I would have no issue um, working that way. It's the same thing. It's just a, figuring out a, a speed issue. But yeah. um, I think it's great. And I think partially, too, is being able to connect with someone. And maybe you're not actually cutting the actual track, but we're just running it and, and getting the idea. And then I can say, you know exactly what I want. You know, I'll see you in an hour because sometimes yeah. there's that time where you want to give that person that space to sort of they're at home, they're comfortable. They don't want the pressure of having to get it right when you're watching them or same thing yeah. in the studio is that you can have that connection. You can run the parts. You can give them the idea. You feel good. We know what we want, you know, and maybe give them a half hour or whatever it is. Come back online. Let's take a listen and then tidy up. Um, as you know, there's so many options of how you can work things. And all like you mentioned, it depends who you're working with, it depends on the client, depends on the player, the singer. And, um, but there's, there's so many options that way. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting. It is. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm getting more and more excited to, <laughs> to be working with. <laughs> that's great. So with the new, I'm glad, I'm glad of course, to get you set up and, and that's kind of what, you know, that uh, my my most enjoyable part of my role with SessionWire is building communities. Yeah. So when I reach out and I and I find someone you know like yourself who is keen to use SessionWire and understands you know why it would be good and beneficial, what typically happens is they want to engage their community of their people and their network of people, and so one thing leads to another. You know, I it, I, I get introduced to one person. Oh, can you help this part of you know my network over here? So, you know, in the last couple of years, I've built some really large communities. And for me, what's really exciting, I think, is the communities I've built. And there's a good dozen of them that are pretty significantly you know, large in size. Like yeah. Paul Pesco, he, Paul Pesco is a, a, a session guitar player, made his career with, with Madonna. He was the music director at Live at Daryl's House, the Wayne Brady Show. He's, yeah. he's worked with everybody. You can imagine one of the nicest guys I've ever met, super talented. And uh, and just it's like he knows everybody, 
It's like it's just the craziest thing. So his network is quite large of people that use SessionWire. Yeah. But then there's other networks I've built, like Dave Kalmuski has a network of people that he uses. And, and there's just these communities. What I think is very cool is what's happening pretty shortly is these communities colliding where you they all of a sudden, well, I kind of do know this person, never worked with them, and they start to use session wire. And then you have this this cool organic thing happening where people are, you know, normally wouldn't have probably potentially connected, but are just because they're on the session wire platform together. Yeah. I think that's yeah. pretty exciting stuff. And that's already kind of you know organically on its own happening. I I, I find that really exciting myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I even think here, you know, it's I have a good spot where I could have um, a place for people, local musicians who are, I'd call international musicians uh, that know a lot of people, but not maybe not necessarily have the ideal set up at home, but offer them, you know, drummers, guitar players, bass players, keyboard players, you yeah. know, have them a spot. They can come to connect um with other players and know that they yeah. have good gear and they can just walk in and they can do a session with such and such in Vancouver and, and, uh, get the job done. And, and that's, um, you know, I think that's the future for a lot of studios being able to offer that, um, type of situation. So well, even, even on the new version of session are coming in your profile page, kind of mm -hmm. like, you know, Facebook, same idea the ability to be able to using filters search for the type of drummer that you want to work with or guitar player and then send them a, a request to connect with them and in that case you can do an audition with somebody like that yeah. so rather than send a stem to somebody that maybe is a great player but you don't really know then you could just have a quick little session would you mind just playing a bit oh yeah it's not quite the right style i'm looking for it no harm done or yeah that's perfect and then you continue to work with that person so you know, the, 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 the social media, the community piece of this is probably one of the most, if not the most important part of the whole thing. People tend to look at the technology as the most important part of it. We, we jokingly refer to the technology as amazing as it is uh, as the widget. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it's a widget. It's a, a series of, of tools and, and, and features. But really what it creates is communities and music communities that people are vibrantly involved with that allow them to work face to face and hear things in real time so that they can have that sense of, of being there. That, that, that's the part that's really the most amazing part to me. I mean, you know, I, I guess, you know, we feel pretty strongly about this part, but you could have a company where you're not very passionate about the company. You want, you're passionate about the company being successful and making a crap load of money. That's okay. I don't have any problem with that, but I honestly think we're more passionate about, the community and the connection and the vision for the future of our platform yeah. than, than, than what it does financially. Of course, we want it to be, you know, successfully in a financial way, of course, but we're not, we're definitely passionate about what we think the future can be with this type of technology for sure. Yeah. I, you know, my brain is like churning at the moment because I'm thinking of all the actual cool opportunities here and actually, and, and putting together something where we have a community of, uh, session wire players, you know, and that's great where you're adding that in where you're looking for, you know, these are all the guys that you can use that are set up and ready to go um, with session wire. And, uh, and, and, you know, the other cool thing I should add to that is just what you said there as well, is I think that people 
we, we, have the, we haven't got this implemented yet, but it's definitely one that gets us excited. We had this idea, which we, for lack of a better way of calling it, calling it hire a hero. Mm-hmm. And just imagine that you're a hero to somebody. Um, you know, people I connect with that are, you know, legendary players. And you have a person that just would love to connect with that person to mentor, to listen to them, because you inspired me to be, you know, the player that I am. Yeah. I mean, years ago, one of my best friends, Joey Alvaro, he plays bass guitar because of Rocco Prestia in, in Tower of Power. And literally, that's the reason why he wanted to play bass guitar. Yeah. And quickly back, I was managing Club Soda in the 80s. In the mid-80s, Tower of Power played three nights at Club Soda. It was an amazing three nights. So I got to hang out and and because uh, I was taking care of the production there, the lighting and the, and the front of house and the monitors and everything. And and so, you know, got to know the guys for, uh, you know, those three days. But the first night I went up, I was talking to Rocco, really super great guy. So sad he passed away a few months ago, but uh, super great guy. And, you know, his style as a bass player is, is so unique and it's, yeah. it's perfect the way it is. So I said, one of my best friends plays bass because of you, literally. You know, and if you, you don't know the impact you've had on people as a teacher, as a mentor, as something, you know. And he went, oh, that's so nice to hear. And he said, why don't you get him to come down and see me? He said, well, I'm going to ask him, but I'll tell you, he's already kind of nervous to meet you. I mean, we're adults at this point. We're in our 20s, right? Yeah. Well, I got Joey to come down the next night and meet him. And the two of them hit it off. And I had Joey come and play on an album that I'm producing right now a few months back. And, um, you know, first thing is he walked in, I said, yeah, you, you heard that Barack died. And he said, yeah, he's not on Facebook. And he said, yeah, reminded me of when you got me to come down to Soda and meet him because it was the first thing that he thought of, of course. Yeah. So I, I say that because you are somebody that would, some, you know, somebody would want to connect with. Yeah. And yeah. people I've connected with, uh, you know, they, they, they embrace this. They love this idea of people being able to reach out to them. And the other cool thing is that I think everybody tends to think that people, you know, you know, celebrities and, and high profile musicians and producers that, yeah, everything's great for them. They got lots of work and everything. Truth is, everybody is looking for work. Yeah. And it's not like that at all. And they will take work uh, where they can get it like everybody else. And if they can have people wanting to connect with them because they look up to them as mentors and I could, you know, produce your album if they can, obviously not always, but if they can play on a track for you, they're what I'm hearing is they're really open to this idea, which I think is pretty darn cool. Yeah, no, it's yeah. got lots of possibilities. Now you knew, uh, version that's coming out um, yeah. and probably once you know sometime when people are listening to this in the future it's probably out already um, but being able to collaborate with a few people um, explain that a bit more what's what's the possibilities with that are you able to a couple people are you able to play at the same time um, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my best shot at that yeah. uh, first of all on the subject of latency there's a lot of misinformation on the subject yeah um, even with 5G and the best possible connection, there's still going to be some latency. It's just the fact of life. How you manage the latency is really the issue. And so the idea of truly jamming in the way people think of it, uh, it's just, you know, and there's, there's companies that are working on it. But to have an operator that has to time align all the incoming signals, it's not an app that does that. There's, there's, there's process behind the scenes to even do that. And, of course, people get misled by you know something they saw on the tonight show where it looks like they're jamming and of course they're not 
Yeah. But 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 the so the subject of latency is difficult. But what I can say to that is that SessionWire manages the latency and how we handle it. We we because of the efficiency of how it connects, that it's as low as it's possibly going to get. That's that's important to understand. But the way the new version will work as far as the multi-user goes, which you're alluding to, is it will be up to four people who are part of the hosts, if you want to think of the simplicity of it. It could be the stakeholders, the producer, the engineer, the talent, somebody else, a manager. It could be whatever those four people are. Yeah. And that is currently uh, like the way the two-person-to-person, two -person, peer-to-peer version works, except it's four people in that analogy. But there will also be the ability to have a broadcast link, so which is web-based, so you can send that to somebody. And if they click on that, they can join that session, but they're not part of the peer-to-peer -peer group, the hosts. Oh, yeah. But they can hear the stereo stream arriving, the studio quality stream arriving, and have the comm channels on that. So in that process, then, and we're going to make this so you can switch the hosts out. So that if that person had to be part of that peer-to-peer uh, -peer team, yeah. then they could. So the, the, the things you can do that would be like, because this is one of the biggest things that people are saying, I need more than two people on a call when I'm working with somebody. Yeah. If, it's, if it's the engineer recording the talent, then there's a producer. Well, that's three. So just the three or four people is an important thing, but if you can have more than that, but they can't be part of those hosts, but you can switch them in and out, that sort of solves all that. So the plan with, with that is, is that addresses a lot of issues. I've, we've had a lot of feedback coming from universities and colleges as a result of COVID. Prior to COVID, I had colleges and universities set up with session wire. We could do a remote lecture, but then all the students were in one room. And it really honestly just feels like you're standing, you know, having a lecture and sharing your screen and doing stuff as you would as if you were in the room with the students. But now all the students have to be in separate places. Yeah. So the very thing you're asking me about it, I'm trying to describe solves that issue for the universities. It also solves the issue for music production and having multiple stakeholders in that call. What's coming down the road a little bit farther towards the summer is multi-channel. And with multi-channel and sync features coming in the you know not in the next four to six weeks kind of what i alluded to earlier is yeah. four to six weeks then the audio post industry can do exactly what they're doing except remotely yeah. so our plan with session wire with all this is to be the one-stop shop for everything if you're going to go and do remote recording in those aspects this is where you do it so the other piece of that puzzle is ios and android and i said earlier we we talk about podcasts and such so the goal there is, is is real simple that if you can hear the high quality audio stream on your android or your ios phone and you can use the microphone to send signal back then basically for podcasts a remote overdub i mean basically anything you can imagine yeah. then your phone becomes part of that production um, scenario as well so yeah, I mean the the, the session view thing is really exciting for us. Um, we've had some serendipitous serendipitous um, events that have helped us to be able to push the development timeline of that up from where we thought we would have it. And our goal is to have that and the Windows Mac version, the whole new uh, uh, platform. You know, it's not a website; it's a platform. But all of that with the new look, all the branding all the things I was talking about earlier of writing four to six weeks. So with session view, that's what we're calling it, having multi-user, that's going to be ready at the same time. So we're, we're really excited about that part. I guess. Mm -hmm. um, explain how you connect. So, you know, say with Zoom, you know, I send you a Zoom link and click the button a certain time and I'll let you in and away we go. Um, yeah. How do you 
make that connection and invite and all that type of thing with uh, session wire yeah basically on the website now and on the platform when it launches in four to six weeks you have a profile page that's very similar conceptually to like your facebook page and on that profile page that's where you will reach out to and find connections and you can invite them by email or you can see if they're already in the session wire uh, community in the network just by typing in their username and if it's there then it will populate and from that, then you'll see in your profile page, a connect button. And if you click the connect button, it's like sending a friend request on Facebook, essentially. Mm -hmm. When you click on that, then they receive a request on their side saying, hey, Kevin Williams is, you've sent it to me. Kevin Williams is, is re I received Darren's request from you. Yeah. And if yeah. I accept it or not, but if I accept it, then my side of the profile page changes from uh, connect with to connected. And then from that, when you launch the app, like the actual app itself, then you will see in the drop-down menu on the open video side, when you launch the app, I should say, mm -hmm. like on Zoom, you see yourself in a video window by yourself. But then on the gray window on the other side, there's a drop-down menu that shows anybody who's online that you're friends with, that you're connected with. And if they're online, they show up as a green dot. And then you just click that button and it rings their side. Hey, Darren's requesting a session with you. And you go accept and then there you are, two people. Except in the new version, you'd be doing exactly what I said, essentially, except you'd have multiple people accepting the, the call request. Like is the same idea as Zoom. Yeah. Very, very similar in that, in that sense, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you can certainly see a community of people, how that's going to spread out. And, um, you know, you think even further down the road, once we get into the world of, um, you know, strapping on a set of goggles and being in a virtual space with somebody too, um, you know, all that's going to happen. And, and on top of it, what's really cool, you got that on top of, um, let's see, like here I have the Stephen Slate virtual headphones, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And just that type of thing for me uh, has been a little bit of life changing on my last couple of mixes because now it's sort of like I pop those on, you know, I throw myself in an SUV or I throw myself in the studio Um and you really feel like you're in another space without leaving your chair. Um, yeah. And all those elements um, work really well. And I mean, in fact, you could, you know, be using session wire um, and be hopping on your headphones and flipping between, you know, different studio rooms and pretend you're yeah. listening to AirPods and stuff all at the same time. Um, yeah. I mean, the additions of stuff are, are, are pretty cool and pretty fascinating. And I'm, um, I'm all up for all that type of stuff. I think it's really, really neat. Yeah. The future is going to be amazing with, we're just starting. Won't get into it now, but this, everything we've talked about are features and, and the widget and the features. Yeah. The real vision for the, for the, the platform is all sorts of modules that will come online, which I won't get into today, that, that have different functionality, IP management, publishing, call boards, uh, storefront, turnkey storefronts for musicians to basically run their whole business from. And, and it's all on our platform. So there's all sorts of amazing things coming. And I think that's just the beginning as well. I think in the next few years, collaborative space becomes the norm. Everybody, this is how you work. It's just, it's inevitable. It's just not it's, because of COVID. It's just inevitable it was going to happen anyway. Yeah, I think just 
I think COVID moved things along quicker. Um, Fast, magnified everything. Yeah, exactly. Where this, yeah. you know, was coming down the line. Now it's just kind of, you just jump, you know, ahead quite a bit. And now, oh yeah. shit, now we're here. <laughs> it's yeah, like, right. You're not paying attention. So whack, this is the way it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like anything, um, if you don't stay on top of the new things that are happening, um, you just fall behind. And before you know it, it's the same thing with retail. Uh, you look at everyone who's not doing well or people who aren't online or don't have a really good online buying experience. Um, and those places are failing because they just, they, they, yeah. it's too late for them to implement that. And, you know, you can't turn that over in a day or two. Um, and for those companies who really got on board in that early, they're they're doing well because it's it's in place and and people know you know where to go now and order even now uh, last night as I went out to pick up something and and uh, I took my mom out for a drive or say hey you don't want something to eat and we knew you know you can't go in to eat here so um, what's easy. The Swish LA app is easy. <laughs> you know, you just, you hop on, you order, order, order. It says it's ready in 15 minutes. You're on your way there. Uh, you get there and you say you're on stall number two and it comes out and it's like super easy. Um, yep. And it's same like uh, it's going to Home Depot or any of those type of places. You, you order what you need. You get there. You tell them what parking spot you're in. You don't call anybody. And I've run into a few of these uh, scenarios lately when I've been buying stuff and having to go pick it up. The ones that are clunky, you don't want to go back just because yeah. it, it took you an extra five minutes to get your product. Um, but, you know, oh, I have to call in. Oh, OK. Uh, even though with Lowe's, it's like I figured, OK, I ordered in the morning. And literally they, they sent me and said, well, here's a time you can schedule to pick up your your stuff. So I thought, oh, I'd be able to pick it up in the afternoon. So, no, the times don't start till the next day. Um, even though it might be ready, it's like, well, Home Depot is like, it's an hour and it's ready. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's all those little things that, that during this time, um, you know, it's making a difference. And there's, for some things, I, like you said, it's never going to really get back to super normal where, you know, there's still going to be skittish to, to get around people uh, yeah it's not gonna be the same yeah. no and people are gonna have that n nervous thing a bit still it's gonna take a while to get over that um and who it's knows gonna say, oh, go ahead sorry no i'm saying and who knows i mean covid's not going away it's not going to disappear um we're just managing it so um yeah. you know maybe there's going to be a new strain that comes up that they don't have Exactly. Something for, and then everyone's going to have to get revaccinated again. Um, yeah. So all those people who had everything in place, they're still going to do well because you know um, if you have you don't have those uh, things in place, that's it, it's difficult to to look in the future. It's the the problem is for our industry is the live uh, events because yeah. um, there's no real way to replace that. It's um, going to be it's going to be a hard one for sure. Yeah. I was, I was going to say just before I forget there that you're talking about experience. Um, I just wanted to say that my partner, Robin, uh, co-founder, he's the founder. I'm a co-founder. Uh, he, he is amazing. Um, this is everything I've described is his vision. 
And I've been fortunate enough to be able to speak to it and support it and, 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 and you know, be the, uh, the spokesperson for it. But he said something to me that we all feel very strongly about, and that word experience is right at the center of it. Whether it be session wire or whatever it is, you go to Long and McQuaid to buy a guitar, not because the guitar so much, it's the experience, it's the touch the guitar, I can smell the guitar, like I have this guitar. It's an experience. It's like a love romance thing happening. Yeah. And that experience that you're, that word experience is super important. And, and, and I remember when he said this and we first started talking this quite a while back, but that is a huge issue with human beings. The experience, what was the experience like, you know, and you, you touched on, yeah, it was really efficient and all those things. And of course those are important, but I think in a passionate sense, the experience is one of like, wow, I will always remember that. And that's, I'm so, so enamored by the whole experience thing. So I think an experience can be obviously very bad, which is not good, but I think that's what human beings are missing. And, and Robin and I talked about this. I remember one time at length that, that, you know, who cares the experience of when you had a record and you put the record on and played it. And I'm not saying we should go back to records. All the records have made kind of an interesting comeback. But the experience of the record, the liner notes, and, and who produced what, and, and pictures and things, and the fact you have this record, just as, as an example. Experience is a huge part of this. And I think for SessionWire, when people get on it and start working together, and they feel like they have that community, sense community, and that magic that can happen, and that experience, that vibe we talked about earlier, that word experience is super important, Darren, that you were hitting on there. You know, obviously bad is bad. Yeah. Uh, efficient is really good. That's also good. You're making money. You're not wasting money. But I think at the end of the day, human beings want the connection with human beings and an experience. And, and I just wanted to acknowledge that, you know, Robin had, you know, said that it was something that was important to him. It's certainly important to me. And, and just, yeah, as we're kind of wrapping things up to make sure that, uh, you know, people out there know Session Wire is his brainchild. I'm along for the ride for the most part. So, uh, Yeah, and, you know, make sure you tell him for me that, you know, thanks for all his, his work and uh, he's got a very exciting product. Um, one aspect I just actually just thought of, and I'm sure you've thought of about it uh, before, um, but for Session Wire, it would be neat for, as a service, to be able to offer um, other musicians, fans, schools to be able to sit in on a session. That's what we're calling fly on the wall. Yeah. So that great. link I was telling you about, and this was something Cal Muskie brought up, you know, he's working with Keith Urban and, and just amazing artists. And he says, I want to be able to be sitting there working with people and send a link. And if you click on it, there's no download, nothing to do. You just click on it, and they're, now you're hearing it and seeing it. Yeah. And you know, we, we call it the fly on the wall. It's exactly what you said. And you're right. It's like the experience down the road on that subject, the fly on the wall, we, we could see in a very big way turning into a pay-per-view experience. Yeah. Right? Where you could say, and it's up to you, but on something as, as like if your band has on our platform has their own turnkey store and they're there, you could just drop in and watch, you know, just a, a new upcoming band. Not, nobody even knows who they are and just watch what they work on and the process that they work on. That's pretty darn cool. Or the other extreme of where you've got, you know, a major band, U2 or whatever it is. And it's up to them. They want to do it, but they could, you know, you could pay to be watching like a fly on the wall, the whole, 
their whole process and everything in between. So yeah, exactly what you're saying. That's that's already there too. That's part of what Session View is going to be doing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that experience would be pretty cool. I mean, how would it be very yeah. neat if you have a, a cool guitar player that you really like and every once in a while he'll go live with a session that you could pay into or even watch if for free if that ends up being yeah whatever what free or pay or whatever yeah, yeah. um <laughs> and you know ends up being a way almost for a musician to be able to make a few extra dollars too where it's not really going to be um so much that youtube needs to make the money but it's neat that you could have that guitar player that you know that you really like and maybe 10 people will sit on a session and you end up making that session ends up being made worthwhile. Um, yeah, you know, maybe it's totally. not a big paying session, but you add it to a pay-per-view and all of a sudden it becomes, uh, this becomes a little bit more viable now. Um, because yeah, I think the live gigs are, are going to be a while to come back yeah. and probably not going to be what they used to be or, yeah. and who knows what pay is going to be like. Um, you know, it's, it's not going to be easy for a lot of venues to be able to pay acts what they used to pay. Um, and it was bad enough, hard enough then, not bad enough, just hard yeah. enough then. Yeah, I know, exactly. It's, it's going to be different for sure. Um, and, I, and I, you know, so many of my friends are techs and people that aren't musicians, but they're as important because of how they support in a tech sense to make those shows happen. And they're all just stuck. And uh, it, that my heart breaks for them because yeah. it, it, what do you do? Um, I mean, you, you might have, uh, and this is happening a lot. A lot of people I know of right now are, are, are setting themselves up to do concerts and broadcast them where they're from one location. So there's no audience or a small audience. And, uh, but it's a major artist doing a, a, a full, full blown show from a location. And that's how they're going to do some kind of a bridge to whatever is coming. But a lot of people gearing up to do that. And, uh, and Session Wire, very interested in people because they know at least the audio is going to get there with studio quality, which, yeah. you know, there's a lot of cool stuff happening, but the audio is not studio quality. So Yeah, it's a tough one. The, the live thing, I still haven't been able to wrap my head around it yet because it's, the experience is not the same. Even the drive-in experience a lot of people were doing it's a lesser experience. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure if that model will hold. It's not, I think you can go to one and it's kind of cool. Hey man, yeah. we're in a car and we've yeah. got, you know, Hey, we haven't seen anything for a while and you leave and it's like uh, the next weekend there's another one. It's like, yeah, you know, it was, it was fun, but it wasn't great. Um, Not the same. No. And, I, and I think the testing procedures and technology will improve. And if that's possible, that immediate testing becomes more reliable and, yeah. and, and the results can be pretty well instantaneous, that will change things. If, if you have a venue that has, you know, however many people and the security is strong and you can test people literally as they come through a gate, a little bit of a waiting period that you're fine. You go to go in. I mean, if, if it comes to that, that might make a big difference. But again, there's there's a while for all this to play out. I mean, just what I said, it's amazing. They yeah. got the vaccines out when they did. My wife's a frontline nurse works in a, in a renal unit and they just got done the first of the two shots. And, 
you know, fortunately they haven't had a lot of their patients, which are typically elderly um, with COVID, but there is some now. So, you know, she worries about that every day. So, you know, it's, it's got time that's going to have to play all this has to all play out and catch up with the events. And I, I think it will, but it'll never go back exactly the same for sure that I know for sure. Yeah. This year is going to be uh, a write off uh, again. Um, but I'm hoping that next year, um, you know, by the time we hit spring of next year and start kind of up the live stuff again, we should be in a much better place. Um, I think it's very yeah. optimistic to look at much is going to happen this year. I think some things will happen, um, but most likely, you know, not much. Um, yeah. It's tough. So that my, my best advice to your listening audience is what we talked about earlier. Embrace the fact you need to learn as a musician or a producer, a studio to be a remote studio remote musician remote producer and if you just get going at it now and get comfortable with the space then it's like you know i I know all over the world producers in you know production suites and 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 every city are competing with each other and studios compete with each other and post houses compete with each other and people are trying to get the best deal but if you think about it your whole world could be your client if you just think broader yeah. So instead of trying to be in your own city that way, which prior to the to the pandemic, that's the way people were. We were still saying the same thing. Think about how you can offer what you do in remotely in a really effective way to as many people you can reach. And if you do that now, maybe in six months, you might be there and actually be able to work again. Because that's we feel really strongly as 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 our team does about yeah, we got a session wire should help people to find work. Yeah. And, and money it should if yeah. you just embrace it and, and, and figure out how it works for you so have you had uh i switched over to uh luna this year um yeah and, yeah. and i'm loving it um do you have you had many users with with luna? this it's coming yeah, yeah it's coming. yeah we've we one of the things that just is a necessity for us of course is we have to uh, support every daw yeah which in itself is pretty crazy <laughs> Um, you know, for me, and I'm sure you feel the same way. I don't want to learn a new DAW. I just want to great music. I don't want to figure out how this DAW records and does stuff. But we've had to, for the most part, not as much of getting diving deep with the DAW in that sense, but certainly setting up the DAW and the fundamentals of how the DAW communicates and and works if you're going to connect with other people. So, so yeah, we've had to look at every platform and, and, and figure out what's different about them. And, Brendan, who is uh, taking care of our, our our customer satisfaction, is amazing. He's uh, he you know he spends his days uh, answering questions about things, which again, as I said earlier, it's not usually session wire that's the problem. It's bad Wi-Fi, or you don't really know your own DAW, so you yeah. end up educating people about their own equipment. Yeah. But yeah, no, we've we've had experiences with Luna, and, and uh, you know we've, we we wanted to make sure that we could support everything that was out there. You know, Randy Backman is one of our original investors and, and so supportive of what we've done with SessionWire. And like he very much feels, you know, like I'm, I'm a guy that's, you know, I work with, I, I prefer to have someone do this for me. If I'm going to work on things, it has to be simple for me to understand. And yeah. so yeah. we totally get that. And that's that's his preference. And the other extremes, there's people that just, we could throw the 
massive amounts of technical curves at them and they'll figure out but everything in between so the common denominator is exactly how randy feels it just should work for everybody and be easy and shouldn't have to spend your time figuring it out so that's always been at the center of our goal is the simplicity so again back to those plugins that just changes everything as far as the simplicity piece of it makes it very easy to get yourself going you bet what about um pricing and how is that structure structured well, we're look, we've looked at the pricing model lots of times. Currently, the pricing model is the $15 US per month uh, as a subscription uh, uh, SaaS model. The yearly cost is 149 US. Uh, we've just finished, a, not that it matters for your show, but we just finished a, a kind of a special on the yearly thing with a discount that includes and get grandfathered into the new features. But uh, we're looking at other pricing models too. Um, that's working pretty well for us, but we would like to be able to make it so it works for everybody in their unique situations. So metered billing, um, uh, you know, a project-based, um, different aspects of how it fits you rather than just leaving it on your credit card. Um, we always felt that, you know, there isn't a lot of competition right now in our space that does exactly what SessionWire does. There's a few few companies that are similar, but uh, some of them are expensive and they're difficult to set up. And, and uh, we, we felt that $15 US per month, everybody can afford. That's like Netflix, leave it on your card, who cares? Yeah. Um, the only thing that we have found is some people go, yeah, I just don't like having a, a subscription-based thing. I mean, it's some people just don't like it. So if we can say to them, you know, similar to a Zoom model that it's like free to this point, after that, you have to start to pay for it. Or you, it's pay as you use, and you end up going, wow, I ended up, should have just got the $15 per month yeah. version because I'm spending more than that anyway. So we're looking at all of those options. But a lot of these pro features that are coming online that I've talked about a bit, there will be there'll be multiple levels of what you have access to. Yeah. So the, the base model, for instance, and then you can add on this feature and add on this feature. And it, like essentially when it comes to like the the multi-channel features for post or sync features, that kind of thing, MIDI pipe, those kinds of features down the road. Yeah, if I, I really need that. So that could be added on. That's we're, we're looking at all sorts of variations of this and we'll do a lot of research. Uh, we're doing some really cool digital marketing testing right now and, and what the what what everything looks like and how it's coming back to as far as, as data. Yeah. And yeah, we we'll 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 be probably changing things or adjusting things in the next you know two to six months for sure yeah how does it work for say if i'm doing a session i want x player to play on it um but they're not a monthly you mentioned there's a guest type thing yeah the guest, the guest account is such which we will maintain this concept of where you have all access to the features and again, if there's add-on features, not necessarily all the add-on features, but certainly the basic features, and there's no restriction of how they use, the only thing you can't do is you can't call out. And you can't then create a list of friends you can call because you can't call them out. Yeah. So if you think of you're a mix engineer and you have clients, and mix engineers that I've set up, this is how they've got all their clients working. Uh, a lot of times, or it could be you're a music teacher, you're a vocal teacher, guitar teacher, and your students are clients yeah. and most of the time those types of clients don't necessarily have a DAW so they don't 
want to set up a DAW on their side. So it needs to be DAWless on the client or the student side. Yeah. So that guest account is such that you set it up and you install, you do everything the same, but you just can't call. I can't, if I was a guest, I can't call you, but if I'm your client, when you call me, everything works the same. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, I know uh, we really didn't dive into your, your history uh, and, and all that. And maybe we'll, in a couple months down the road, once the, the new version come in, we'll hop back on and talk about that a bit and get well, into, uh, sure. get into yeah. your history of how you got into recording. I know you were, you taught for a long time and, and, and all that. So I'm sure there's uh, another full conversation there left. There's a, there's a big one that goes through all sorts of portions of my career that have evolved through, you know, all the way through my stu early studios and my publishing company. I, I wore many hats, managed nightclubs. I toured as a touring musician for a while. I've, I've, uh, I've taught for 30 years. I've started my uh, my program here that was accredited through the provincial government which evolved into nimbus and garth and bob and i um, partnered on that and so yeah there's lots of cool stuff to talk about I, I i when i look back at what i've done i go how the hell did i keep doing this stuff i just i'm sure you feel the same way it's, you, you have a progress and a path you get on and yeah. you certainly don't you, you try to steer it the best you can but you just kind of go with where things take you yeah yeah no i'm the same i i look back at my list of things it's like holy smokes um yeah. but you know it just i think it's just you have to have a good drive um and you got to love what you do and yeah. uh just make it work um and find new ways yeah. that's 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 the tough thing is finding new ways but there's always new ways um you just got to think about about them before everybody else or at least be on the the front edge of it so uh, or execute them. Just make sure they're not ideas, and at least you execute them. That's a big one for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, what's the best way for people to uh, find out uh, and keep up to date with SessionWire? Well, if you go to the website now, www.sessionwire.com, that version is the current version that we will be shutting down in about four to six weeks, which will be replaced by a Windows and Mac version and a whole new platform, whole new look. It's it's the feature sets, everything about it is, is amazing. But you can go there now and you'll, you know, you can create an account for now and it can be, has a trial period on it. You can try it out. Certainly, you know, the, uh, if you, I think if you take it for a run, especially starting tomorrow with the plugins, it should be as simple as you download, you install successfully. It's Mac only for the next four or six weeks, then Windows is coming. Yeah. Um, at that time, both Mac and Windows. And but if you go down there now and you and you install, you'll see the plugins, and it's very straightforward. You, there's nothing to do. Install successfully. Install on your computer. Go to Pro Tools, Logic, Cubase, Ableton, Studio One, whatever you're on, and in your inserts where your compressor limiters, everything are. There's a send and receive stereo send and receive, and a a mono send and receive talkback. And it's, it's very intuitive. I mean, it's, there really isn't much to it as far as setting it up. There's no routing. There's no setting up your interface. By the way, for the people who might be listening to this, we're keeping all of those powerful features of being able to set up an aggregate device and basically control all the inputs and outputs and all of that. We're keeping that. But we'll put it into an advanced setting tab. And, and really, 90% of the people who will set themselves up will never go there. But there is some power users that they want those features because they build their whole their whole workflow is built around how they have access to that and using the plugins. So yeah, yeah just go to www.sessionwire.com, create a trial account. The plugins will be there as of tomorrow. 
and try it out and then and then realize four to six weeks the whole new version comes on then it's not just two people as we've talked about and all sorts of other cool features coming excellent yeah and for everyone listening this is not gonna uh by the time you hear it uh, the new plugs will be out uh because it's probably be a week before i get this one up um uh, but make sure you check that out, and I'm excited to get my hands on it. And uh, it's been an awesome chat with you, and uh, let's reconnect again uh, in a couple months' time and uh, see how the new product's going, and we'll maybe chat about some of the features there, and and uh, I'll love to have you back on again. Yeah, I really enjoyed the talk and, and getting to meet you, and yeah, it's, it's been wonderful. Really enjoyed the whole thing, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming on the podcast and uh, thanks for everyone for listening and uh, we'll chat with you real soon. Thanks. Great. Thank you. Thank you.